Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris White, president of Career Crossroads. You've joined us for another expertise segment of our CXR podcast that can be found and subscribed to on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and all the other usual places. Uh, and while we do a few different specials, like our Uncorked broadcast, which is sort of like Drunk History for HR, uh, and our new Moments That Matter series, where we kind of talk about tough topics uh, within the realm of prejudice and racism, this is a weekly quick hit conversation with industry leaders and practitioners who are sharing a life or career lesson, uh, sort of a hands-on how-to, if you will, uh, with us in just 10 to 15 minutes. Now, the topics that were decided on in advance by hundreds of talent acquisition leaders from around the world cover a range of subjects such as innovation, leadership, uh, DE&I, employee wellness, or even like today, ethics and talent acquisition and hiring. So if you've joined us live, which anyone can do, uh, you can both listen and participate via the chat window on your screen. We're hoping you'll add a question or two. And if we've time, we'll try to get them answered here in the broadcast. If we run out of time, we'll address them in our free and open to the public exchange hosted by Career Crossroads at Career Crossroads, uh, CXR.works slash Talent Talks. Now, today I've got with me Frida Polly, who has a PhD in neuropsychology and an MBA from Harvard and is the co-founder and CEO of Pymetrics, where their entire mission is to make hiring and internal mobility more predictive and less biased through advanced technology. Now, Frida, I have been a fan of your work for years. As you know, we work hard to try to stay in touch and keep up with you uh, and the difference that you and your teams at Pymetrics are having in your space. Welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, Chris. Happy to be here. So the topic we want to take a stab at today is something that given our current societal challenges, not just in the United States, but around the world, has really put a bright spotlight on within the realm of what we do, right, within talent, and that is ethics and bias in hiring. So I'd really like to get your take and ask for you to share one thing that you believe our listeners should be aware of in regards to how tech is helping to level the playing field for talent and HR leaders today. Sure. Um, it's hard to condense, condense it into one thing, Chris. Um, so <laughs> I'll try. Um, <laughs> I think bottom line, I think, um, I would say this, that technology can be designed to level the playing field and mitigate bias. And, you know, at Pymetrics, we, we do that. We've been doing that since the beginning. We've built the platform to be a ground up you know, from the ground up um, ethical AI platform, we selected unbiased data, we pretest all of our algorithms for disparate impact before we release them. We don't release algorithms if they have disparate impact, we test them after they get deployed. We've had a third party audit by Krista Wilson at Northeastern. So we've like done, you know, pretty much as, as much as you could do in order to build an unbiased platform. However, and therefore, you know, we, we feel very confident that we level the playing field in many ways for, for all of our clients that use us. And, you know, that's what the results show. I think what I will say um, is that it's not as bright and optimistic a picture as all that, because unfortunately there is just, and it just always boggles my mind when this happens. Um, there's just a lot of false advertising out there, meaning there is a, there are a lot of tech platforms. I just came across one yesterday that just claim these outlandish things, um, including that, you know, this one was like, they're the first independently audited AI platform, you know, and I'm like, well, you must be the second because Pymetrics is the first, but, um, but, but regardless, the point is there are so many claims out there 
that lack any substantiation. And I think that's what concerns me the most is that while the possibility for leveling the playing field absolutely exists, the possibility for <laughs> exacerbating inequality also exists. And so my, my whole thing, and, and I don't know if we've spoken about this, but we're actually supportive of um, certain policy efforts um, and legislative efforts at the local level and at the federal level that essentially would require um, more transparency around what technology providers are actually doing, um, you know, potentially mandated disparate impact reporting, things like of that nature, because I think absolutely technology can be a massively important factor in leveling the playing field. However, without any knowledge or transparency on the part of um, on the part of vendors like Climetrics and others, um, I, I don't know. It's very hard, I think, for the public to trust that that's what the um, that that's what the technology is doing. And, and, and personally, I wouldn't trust it either. So I think that's my sort of, I think, hopefully somewhat balanced response to how I see technology leveling the playing field. It's 1 million percent possible. And yet I really call upon companies, vendors, um, and so on to, to be far more transparent. If they're making certain claims, I think you need to, you need to be able to back it up. And I just don't see a lot of that. So. Well, Frida, so I, you know, I remember when AI hit the, the talent scene, right? And, yep. and all of a sudden, the next year's HR tech, everybody had AI. Totally. Like everything was AI, everything, you know, whatever it was, whether it was yep. autocomplete or whether it was yep. you know, predictions or whatever. What would you tell a talent leader mm -hmm. uh, who's, who's literally standing there and has five vendors or five solution providers to pick from, and they all claim that they are the first at X, Y, or Z. Like, what, how would they navigate through the smoke and mirrors? Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've done, you know, so I sit on a working group for IEEE. Um, I sit on another working group um, for the World Economic Forum on AI and HR. I mean, I, I sit on a bunch of these working groups and part of what folks are trying to do is, is literally develop a procurement guideline, you know, for how to, to answer this exact question. Um, and I think it's quite frankly, I mean, having sat on a lot of these groups, I think it's it's a struggle because, and again, this is because you know essentially at the end of the day, um, an artificial intelligence system is very complicated, um, and you know it takes folks with machine learning experience to really sometimes understand you know you know some of the some of the issues, and quite frankly, even people with machine learning experience may then have opinions about how something should be developed that are not consistent with employment law. My guess, my point I'm trying to make is that. Using a technology like AI, um, you know, in hiring, um, just you know, presents. I think more. It just opens a lot of. It, it begs a lot of questions, and so I guess the only thing I can provide, I think, is that in your procurement efforts, or you know, when when you're vetting vendors, I would try to establish how much external proof they have of what they're saying, um, and that can come in a variety of different ways, right? Like if you're saying that you've been audited, well have them procure whatever documentation they have from a third party saying, yes, indeed, we've been audited. If they claim that, you know, they don't have bias in their algorithms, then have them pr procure as much, you know, documentary evidence that they do this stuff. So just basically whatever claims people are making, I would expect um, that a good vendor and we hold ourselves to the standard would have a lot of documentation that they would be able to provide a team with in order to to validate any of those claims. So I think that's one option. Another option I think is definitely to utilize um, independent um, experts in the field to sort of get their broad view on you know, certain technologies, 
and so on and so forth. Um, and then again, in that case, I would just make sure that those folks don't have any pre-existing relationships with certain companies or vendors or, you know, and so on and so forth. But I do think that there are consulting firms that can act um, as, you know, independent experts that can that can really validate. And I mean, HRPA and things like that. And, you know, you guys as well, I think provide a layer of sort of, you know, validation for for different things that that companies might be claiming, so. Yeah, and Frida, so, so I wanna come back to um, the, the ethics piece, right? So the leveling the playing field a little bit within that world of hiring and selection. What is, and not, 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 not asking for, it's gonna feel like it, not asking for a product pitch from you, but what is the approach uh, that, that Pymetrics has sort of taken to level that from a selection standpoint? How are you yeah, trying to take sure. unconscious bias yeah, yeah. out of selection? Yeah. Well, so any tool, so it's not just unconscious bias, it's all bias, right? So unconscious bias just means that I'm helping, um, only people can have unconscious bias, right? Machines can't. Um, so if I'm using an algorithm, by definition, I'm removing unconscious bias, right? But I may still have lots of bias in general, right? Algorithms, you know, may have bias. And so the way that we do that, um, and again, other companies do this too. So it's not a product pitch for Pymetrics. It's sort of like understanding how you can arrive at um, unbiased or, uh, you know, lacking in disparate impact outcomes. So what we do is several fold. First, we take, we use soft skill data, right? So that's one massive advantage we have. We look at so cognitive, social, and emotional aptitudes. Soft skill data overall is far more equally distributed in the population than hard skills, right? So if you take engineering degrees or some hard skill, generally speaking, they have sort of, you know, demographic proxy variables associated with them, meaning they're just not as e evenly distributed. Soft skills for a variety of reasons are far more evenly, evenly distributed. So you can find the same soft skill profile in men and women, people of different ethnic backgrounds, people of different ages. So that's one sort of starting point advantage that we have, right? Then we deliberately selected soft skills that we knew didn't have additional sort of gender ethnic biases or age biases for that matter. And then, so that's point number one, the data really matters. If you're trying to work with resume data, it can, pr pr it can really present a lot more challenges. So that's one thing. The second thing is that every time we build an algorithm, we will do what we call pre-testing. So we'll test it on uh, a representative sample of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people actually, to say, okay, is it producing um, disparate impact on gen with regards to gender you know, and ethnicity? And we can test that ahead of time. And if we see that it is, we can actually select an algorithm that has just as much validity, but is less problematic from, from the perspective of disparate impact. So essentially you're doing like, you're testing the least biased alternative in a very iterative automated way, which by the way is what, you know, sort of Title VII and, um, and federal statutes around hiring say that you should do, you should always be using the least biased alternative. Um, and so that's what we do. And then obviously once we've deployed an algorithm, we then test it again um, on real candidates, right? On real applicants, and then ensure that it's not having any impact there as well. So really it's a multi-step process that we do. And again, we're familiar with other vendors that do something similar. They may use different data, but they are pre-testing and post-testing their algorithms, which we just think is critical to ensuring fair outcomes. So that was a mouthful, I know. I think you might be on mute. There we go. Sorry, I was on mute and I couldn't unmute. Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> Your mouth was moving and I didn't hear anything. I'm like either. <laughs> Which is really odd if you know me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got, you know, when done well, when this is executed well upon, uh, whose job do you think this impacts the most within the hiring 
workflow? Is it the recruiter? Is it the hiring manager? Is it, is it within HR? Like what's the most positive impact and, and where does it sit, do you think? Um, I think it has positive impact for, for everyone, really. I mean, I think it has tremendous positive impact for obviously both the candidates and the employers, because I mean, I would say like if Pymetrics was mandated tomorrow, everyone would be better fit and more fairly fit to jobs everywhere, right? There's nobody that really benefits from a bad match being made. <laughs> you know, the person usually quits or gets fired and the company is, you know, looking for someone new and, you know, the, the candidate or the applicants like, oh, that was a bad idea. So I think definitely employers and candidates, uh, you know, benefit. And then, you know, in terms of the recruiting team, they benefit as well because, you know, at the end of the day, like ha using a, a system that can help guide your decisions um, really should be, you know, like, I don't know anyone that loves to go through stacks of resumes. It's a pretty mindless job, right? So if you can have something that's helping you with that in a way that you can feel confident is then going to produce, you know, not only more diverse people, but also people that are going to perform better. I think it's, you know, it's a win for everybody. I really, I really truly believe that. Um, and again, we're not suggesting that automation should replace human recruiters. That's not what we see when we deploy our system. It's a decision-making tool that someone can use in the organization to, it's like a doctor and an algorithm. You're not gonna have an, a robot telling someone they have cancer. You're gonna have the doctor and the algorithm, you know, combined giving that patient uh, an outcome. And that it should be the same thing here in recruiting, you know? Nice, I love it. Look, we've got two questions that have come in, uh, but we're gonna, we only have time for one. So okay. you pick uh, that. here it is, you're right, here we go. So in your efforts to develop an unbiased platform, yep. has it been difficult to combat against learning disability impacts or other ways of learning impacts that might impact the individual's ability to perform on any particular type of assessment? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I think I'm pretty open about this. My, my I have a family history of dyslexia, including my one of my daughters. Um, so I'm very mindful of that because she's been dealing with it now for over a decade. Um, and so what we did um, was essentially, so we've developed accommodations for a number of disabilities, certainly not all, and we're continually working on um, them, but certainly for you know ADHD, dyslexia, and other sort of more tr traditional learning disabilities, we've implemented accommodations. And then what we do to ensure um, that they're not having a, a, a you know, negative impact is we actually look for differences in match rates between people who select accommodations and those who don't. So it's kind of similar to disparate impact testing. Um, and you know, to date we haven't seen any, which makes us feel very comfortable that with the accommodations being provided, um, people with disabilities are not, um, or at least the ones that we can accommodate are, are not having, not being put at a disadvantage. And then we're very clear that if we don't have accommodations for the disability that you have, really that the employer should be providing you an alternate path and you shouldn't be going through Pymetrics because we would never want to have a, a you know, negative impact on folks with any kind of disability. We're about in inclusion of all, all, all types, so. Nice, thanks Frida. Frida, yeah. oh, it's, it, it's fun to connect and get a chance to hear your thoughts and what you're working on. Absolutely. We really, really appreciate you joining us, thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks for the uh, conversation. You got it. Hey, everybody, that's going to wrap up this segment and this year's delivery of our expertise. So be sure to join us when we return from the holiday break uh, and when we'll share our new lineup of leaders and practitioners that will continue to impress, I promise. So until then, we hope we'll see everybody online at www.cxr.org slash talent talks. Thanks, Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.